Dear readers, today we embark on the unraveling of our thoughts on Bridgerton. Do we ship Daphne and Simon? Listen to find out. I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. And welcome to the We Ship It podcast. This is the podcast where Devin and I and our occasional guest analyze our favorite, not so favorite couples of all time. Today, we wanted to spend a little time gossiping with Lady Whistledown <laughs> about our favorite couple in the ton, Daphne and Simon. This show aired during our Disney series. Otherwise, we would have talked about it much sooner. But we knew we had to include it here. We know only one season has been released, and the second is coming soon, so whatever comes next may change our thoughts. But for now, we want to dive into season one, Daphne and Simon. Yes, there is a novel series, but we are strictly talking about the show in this episode. For sure. So let's get into it. As usual, here's our spoiler alert. Spoiler. If you have not seen Bridgerton, we are going to be going into plot points, at least the ones we know, because we only have the first season. Correct. Um, so proceed with caution, my friends. And for our summary. So we start out, Daphne is a member of the Bridgerton family, a well-to-do family with, I think their father passed away when they were younger, um, in Regency era London. The family is headed by their widow, mother, Violet, and Daphne is one of eight children, so it's a big family. The home is full of love, and Daphne starts her year, and this is where we first see her, gaining the favor of the queen as an eligible young woman ready for marriage. She then meets Simon, the Duke of Hastings, who doesn't want to marry, and the two form a plot to pretend they are together to make Daphne more noticed by other men in town, while simultaneously uh, helping Simon avoid having to date at all. So after a while, after a while of this ruse, the two fall in actual love, which who could have seen that coming? Right. Um, <clears throat> honestly. Um, and they eventually get married, which is a shock to everyone because Simon's like, I'm never getting married. But there's a duel. All this stuff happens. Her brother's like, you need to marry her or I'll duel you. And then him and Daphne do decide to get married. Um, And there's a beautiful scene. This isn't in my summary, but there's a beautiful scene where her and Simon have to convince the queen that they want to get married. And it's Simon who goes into his love for Daphne and you you realize that it's a true love. So that's beautiful. So eventually after they get married, they go through some struggles together as Simon is looking to never have children. And Daphne doesn't fully understand what he means. She thought that he meant before they got married that he cannot have children. But in fact, she learns later that it's that he will not have children. And she feels very deceived by this. Um, And they argue just a lot. A lot of weird stuff happens. Uh, And we end the season where they actually do have a son after Simon sort of makes his peace with all that happened, which we'll talk a lot about that later. Um, 
And they end up working things out. So for season two, we hear it's going to more focus on Anthony and his story, Daphne's brother. I don't even think we're going to really hear from Simon all that much. But that's what we got for season one. So let's hop yeah, I in. Heard that dude isn't even going to be in season two. Yeah, I heard he's not even going to be acting in it, which is like, Lame. it's a very hot topic. People are very upset about this. Um, but let's hop into our first question, let's do it. Devin. So our question here says, Daphne and Simon's relationship spurs from a ruse. What are your thoughts here? And do you think that one should play with love? <laughs> Very good question. Yeah, I think the way they fall in love is cute. I mean, it's the classic, like, don't fall in love with me kind of story. And I find it hilarious that their plan backfires and they end up wanting to be with each other in the end. To answer the question, though, I don't think one should play around with love. Sure, it mm -hmm. might be fun in the moment, but it can also do damage if not dealt with correctly. Um, yep. There can be happy accidents like Daphne and Simon, but there can also be dire consequences when you mess around with yep. something so... Not fragile, but just... I don't know. People can get hurt, and we don't necessarily yeah. want that in life, right? We don't. Want oh, to definitely pain. not. <laughs> definitely not. Okay, so no, I completely agree, and I obviously don't think it's good to play with love. These are people's feelings. This is like real emotions that you could get in the way of, but it's fun as hell to watch them go through this ruse. So it's difficult because it is. that's what I mean. Like two, it's really it's fun to watch, but also it's fun. You shouldn't do that to someone. No. But ultimately, ultimately, the two of them were both looking for such different things. But in, in reality, they were looking for something very similar, which is love. And I think for them, for these two stubborn-headed people, um, I think that they kind of needed to go into it this way. Not necessarily with a ruse, but... Um, almost like less serious commitment than like a courting type relationship for them to really to understand each it. other. Yeah. So I think that that's what helped them to realize what they were truly looking for in life, which for Daphne wasn't just marriage and family. It was true love. And for Simon, it ended up being marriage and family through true love. So <laughs> it's like, tried to avoid it. yeah, it's like a very difficult thing to say because like I, I would never support people going around like falsely being in love which we also see into all the boys I loved before which yes we'll talk <laughs> about that later um, never a good idea but ultimately it worked out in the end so what can we say <laughs> there you go um, so moving on 1800 society seemed to create women for one purpose as, the, as Daphne suggests quote this is all I've been raised for this is all I am I have no other value if I am unable to find a husband I shall be worthless end quote throughout the show many relationships are interwoven so what is it that made finding love so wanting so um ultimately i think you know the fact that the relationships are what they are seeking out in the fact that they're like deep relationships is what contrasts the 1800 societal expectation of people to find a wife or a husband because i think in the time that's really what 
That's what she means when Daphne says, like, I all I am, I have no other value is basically being married off to a man. And I think mm-hmm. that her perspective on that followed the 1800s perspective of being married to a man and not really understanding what love was. And we actually see that she doesn't have a true understanding of what real love is love is love (laughs) is because you she also does she has no idea she was never prepared for any sort of like conjugal uh you know beginning and we'll get to we'll get to that yeah we do but i'm saying like i have words to say she when she when she perceives like her necessity of getting married she's not perceiving the necessity of love she's perceiving the necessity of doing her duty and then you see all these relationships that challenge that which daphne and simon really really do challenge challenge that um, because they truly love each other. And at first what they're doing is trying to do their duty, which is, uh, you know, have this ruse. So people just look at them and say, oh, they're off the table or they're on the table. Um, But when they truly love each other, it combats that 1800s perspective. Mm -hmm. And the first time that they, you know, are doing it. Well, I guess we can't really say that either because the first time they're not truly, you know, doing it. So that's a whole other conversation (laughs) to be had now that I'm thinking about it. But (laughs) but that's kind of what I feel is like these characters are searching for love in a world that says it's all about love, but it's really just all about marriage. So exactly. That's what I have to say. What do you think, Devin? Yeah, I think there are many aspects at play, similar to what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, social hierarchy, financial gain, planning for the future, et cetera, et cetera. Like, however, I think a lot of this stems from the feeling of belonging or being wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to belong to a certain group. We want to belong to a certain social group. We want to um, belong to a certain economic level. We want yeah. to belong with a specific type of person. Um, loneliness is a powerful entity in life and is often the force behind many relationships. Yep. That being said, there's also the purest approach to love, where you pursue love, where you pursue love simply to receive love and give love in return. There's that feeling of utter joy in expressing and being in love that drives relationships as well. However, I don't know if that's what we see in this particular show. I mean, in different relationships, sure, maybe. But with Daphne and Simon, um, like you said, there's a lot of other things at play that are hidden behind the surfaces. Yep. Um, So I agree with you there. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our next question. When is it that these two cross the line of friends to lovers? Is it the same for each? So I think it definitely happens for Simon faster than Daphne. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Even though he doesn't want to admit it, his feelings start very early in the series and only build throughout. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the moment you notice that he has romantic feelings for Daphne is when he defends her honor and beats up Burbrook in episode two. Mm hmm. Instead of letting his instead of letting Burbrook's words fall off of him, Simon feels the need to react and shows that something is um, stirring within him. Um, for Daphne, I think it's when they are looking at the paintings in yep. um, episode three and their fingers touch. Um, there's just something that ripples through them. Yeah, it's hot. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, but but I think that's when she's like, oh wow. I feel something. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I think uh, you're right about that. I think 
the difference is they don't choose to act on those things right away. Like, I think there's a Correct. clear point where each of them, like you said, realizes, wait a minute, I have feelings for this person. <laughs> what I actually believe, though, is that they don't truly commit to each other as lovers until that until scene with the married. queen, actually. Oh, okay. I think yeah, that yeah. scene, because yeah, they like agree to get married because they were overcome by passion in the garden that one night and mm-hmm. her brother caught them and was super pissed. Um, and so did, um, what's her name? Was it Cressida? Or, yeah, someone caught him that would have made someone... it bad for them. Yeah. Um, so I think that, yes, they have the passion, they have all this... I truly don't believe, and Daphne even before Simon said what he did in front of the queen, not even she was fully convinced. So you can see like when Simon is describing his feeling for her that she's even brought around. And that is a moment where I think they both commit. Like, I don't know if that's the moment that they both become lovers, because let's face it, they have real passion in that garden scene. Um, I don't know when I would say that it changes from friends to lovers, but I know when it changes from friends to, like, a true marriage is that moment mm-hmm. in front of the queen um, yeah. for, for both of them. I mean, Simon, and then when Daphne hears Simon, then for her as well. Right. Cool. Oh, I like that. Oh, I love this show. It's so steamy. <laughs> so it was steamy. the best freaking show to come I, out of COVID. I feel like, yes, I agree. And I feel like this is the steamiest couple that we've talked it about is. ever. Oh, ever, I yeah. I mean, we, we literally had a full season of Disney. Yeah. And we're jumping into, <laughs> into Bridgerton. <laughs> we are not prepared. Our Disney-fied souls are not prepared for this. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Simon at one point compares marriage to a battlefield. Do you believe this is true? I think that it's like his sentiment is true. I think to call it a battlefield is untrue because um, there are lots of battles within marriage, but there are moments of not just retreat or surrender. There are also moments of like... um, uh, growth, learning, and prospering in marriage, too. And that's why I think a battlefield lacks. Like, yes, there are battles in marriage, and you will have times where you are on a battlefield while you're married, but a marriage as a concept is not a battlefield in itself because there are things that happen during a battle that are not considered upward growth, right? Someone always loses in a battle. And I think that in marriage, when even when you're conceding, even when you're coming to um, this you know, you have to, what's the word? A point of reconciliation. Yeah, a point of reconciliation and you have to compromise. Like, that's not how battles work always. Like, you're you're either <laughs> killed dead uh, or you surrender. And I don't think in marriage, like, I think there are actual common moments of growth in a lot of it and common moments mm-hmm. of prosperity. And in a war, I just don't really see that as the case. But you do see in their marriage lots of battles. So I understand why right. he said it, because you see the battles of Simon not willing to have children, and you see how Daphne is betrayed by that. And you that's their main struggle, I think. And then there is a point where they come to an agreement on the fact that, okay, you'll have a kid, but Simon doesn't want anything to do with him. And it's that beautiful moment in the rain where they learn from those moments that you don't get in a war type scenario. Like you, you don't get that sort of clarity, reconciliation and um, prosperity mm-hmm. in, in that battlefield scenario. But right. I do see where he's coming from. Like it definitely oh, is hard sure. at times, um, yeah. especially for them. 
<laughs> and I agree. I don't know if I wholly agree with his statement, but his words do have some merit. Yeah. Um, I think we've all heard love is a battlefield before. Yeah. So one would think it would also apply to marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that there are battles in marriage, yeah. but not a war to be won. Yeah, that's um, the problem. They view it as right. this competitive thing for a little while. Right. Uh, that that is unless your end goal is to be unified in love yeah um and those battles don't have to be between spouses they can exist in financial issues failure to communicate um children setting priorities politics or even the past um marriage may even seem like a continuous battle at times Mm. but unlike simon i feel that the strife is worth it in the end yeah whereas he's like Ah, marriage is there's too much difficulty with it so i'm not even going to mm-hmm. i'm not even going to attempt i'm not even going to try it's just pointless to me um whereas i think the battles are what make marriage what it is and um yeah successful or failure whatever like they are what make those two people come together mm-hmm. For sure. And in their relationship, the battles even sometimes end with much stronger uh, emotion. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put it that way. One could say. (laughs) Um, Okay, moving on. Such strong emotion. (laughs) Uh, Daphne takes the the reins of her life multiple times through the season, but nothing is as drastic as their marriage bed scene. So let's talk about it because this was very controversial. Um, do you mm-hmm. think what she did was wrong? Was it a rape? And could there have been a better way for her to handle this situation? So I definitely think there could have been a better way. Yes. It was okay, this was entirely the wrong way. And I think For it actually sure. stemmed a lot of really great conversations in society about our definition of sexual assault. Um mm-hmm. and it's I mean we're not going to go way into it in this, you know, particular podcast cuz it's a difficult topic in general, but I think that what happened really he was not consenting to. So at the time it was completely, completely wrong. In my opinion, Devin, you may disagree, <laughs> but I think she should have handled it a lot better. Yeah, I don't stand behind Daphne in her decision making. No. She made a horrible, horrible decision in my opinion. Um she barely approached the subject with Simon and didn't get down to the underlying reason for her for his refusal to have children until she spoke to somebody else about their marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, like she had to go through the, the, what's what's the term the, vine tree or whatever yeah. to, to like, get to the root of the problem. Like why go around all that mess when you could literally just ask him straight out. Yeah. Like, let's sit down. Let's talk about this. Like clearly it's something that's causing us issues. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Um, and I think it's really disappointing. Daphne just expected marriage life to be rainbows and unicorns. Yep. Um, so instead of accepting that matter or discussing it with him, she uses him for her own game. Yeah. So yes, I would consider this in a way to be sexual assault or rape. However, Simon was not upfront with her either. Yeah. He deceived her and took advantage of her innocence. Yeah. Um, not just her innocence of the body, but the mind as well. Mm. So as she claims, you seize, you seized an opportunity. And so I did the very same. I don't know if that's 
fair play. I think she reads into it differently than he intended, but he still was in the wrong. Like, I think that she believes that he maliciously uh, believed that she didn't understand what sex was, and therefore Mm -hmm. he was intentionally doing what he was doing, um, thinking that she was just too dumb to realize it. And I don't think that's what he was doing. I think he thought she understood that he just didn't want kids. Um, He really was unclear about it, though. So I, that's my problem is like he... Yeah, they were both in the wrong. Yeah, they're both in the wrong here. She completely was in the wrong. Just like based on like all things bodily autonomy, like Daphne, what are you doing? I understand her rage. <laughs> I understand her rage because he lied to her about something that meant Correct. so much to her. But it, it's never right. Like she completely was in the wrong. And I just really want to say that because it made me so furious when I saw that yeah, scene. Because I think, I think if she... If this, if him not having children was a biological issue or um, a physical issue, she would have eventually have accepted it. But because it's not, like that just takes her over the edge and she's not able to wrap her mind around, yeah. like, why would you deceive me like this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I don't want to, I don't want to get too far into it because it's just a oh, really, yeah, really sure. like a, tragic and difficult topic um and i think but what i think that this show ended up doing and i don't even think it was intentional was starting a conversation about who can be impacted by this and like what it even what consent even means and i just think it was really important and it was a weird thing because they're married and like a lot of times in people's heads that's not even something that they think is possible but it totally did happen and i i don't know they handled it decently and i don't think anyone was really expecting this type of conversation to happen no, with absolutely not absolutely not like they like they they watch the show just to like enjoy the show but not knowing that there's a lot other things that can be discussed throughout yeah for sure for sure all right well moving on from that steamy conversation oh my gosh <laughs> uh, do you think simon and daphne's relationship is merely physical or is there much more to it it's not merely physical. I mean, I think what what helps them understand at first that it's deeper is the physical nature of it because they are mm-hmm. like physically incapable of not being together. It's like pretty <laughs> funny to watch. Um, there is much more to it. Two little bunnies. Yeah, like it's Two clear bunnies. they're very, very. Um, very connected and yeah they have differences in desires for what they want of their life but they have a connection that's deeper than the physical nature of it but i mm-hmm. think it's the physical connection that drives them to that understanding because for the first time they they're not just playing a ruse like they're like oh there's something deeper here that my body is calling me to go fulfill right <laughs> which is different than where they started it because in the beginning she's like yeah i want nothing to do with you basically and that's a really funny thing to watch but what do you think, Devin? So I'm kind of mixed. I think there are times where they are purely passion. And there are times where I see some really emotional moments between them. Um, and I think their relationship progressed more in their pa- more passionate moments than their emotional ones. I think a lot of the beginning of the relationship stems, like you said, off of those more passionate moments um and then it then they finally have to okay now that we've crossed this line now we have to kind of like deal with all the emotions behind Mm -hmm. it and try and decipher like is this love what do we want to do about it now that we're forced into this like are we truly in love are we just doing it because like it's what's right in the honor system or like so 
there's a lot more that goes in between that. But so I don't necessarily see it as balanced or even healthy in that matter. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much what I yeah. think. Yeah, so let's talk about another relationship that's really important in this series. Uh, what are your uh-huh. thoughts on Daphne and her mother's relationship? Are you a fan? Ugh. So this is where I was getting to earlier. I was like, I'll talk about this later. And now I'm like, oh, man. I love her, Mom. As, I love her, too. But as much as I love her, she drops the ball when she it comes does. to Daphne. She does. Um, sure, she supports her and advises her. But she is not there for her when she needs her to be the mm-hmm. most. Um, she doesn't inform her daughter about marriage at all. All All the important parts. (laughs) Yeah. She simply ships her off and wishes her the best. And I will give her credit, though, for steering Daphne to choose love and to work at her marriage instead of giving up all hope. But man, does she miss her chance to help her own daughter out. Yep. She just doesn't prepare her for anything. Nope. She's just like, yeah, we're going to do all these things and we're going to tease everybody. We're going to catch everyone's eye. We're going to find you true love, but I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Good luck. Have fun. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, but I love her mom just in who she oh, I is. Too. I think, yeah, she kind of does drop the ball with that. Like, and no person is perfect. So I'm not going to say that that impacts their entire relationship and how I see it, because I think that Daphne grew up with a lot of love and a lot of happiness around her home. And that has everything to do with her mom. But I her agree. mom really did screw up in this moment because it could have really solved a lot of the problems that happen in the future if her mom was really clear. And this also just speaks to the way that our society in general handles preparing children for, not children, but preparing young adults to enter the world of like marriage and, uh, Hmm. you know, well, even in other applications like paying bills, like buying a house. Like (laughs) I think that these are the things that we need to be prepared by our parents for to some extent. And I think these are the more like, touchy things that I think don't get addressed as often as they should because we focus so much on our liberal education which whatever sounds great but I need to know how to pay my effing bills and what to do once I'm married before like you know I can figure out what Socrates was saying half the time but (laughs) uh, but yeah that's my opinion there is her mom was a great person she just kind of screwed up I agree I like her and I think she's a great person great character but she totally misses the ball. She's only focused on getting the match. Yeah. She's not focused on pr- helping prepare her daughter for the yeah. future. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that's what a parent is needed for a lot. So. Yeah. All right. Moving on. So much happens behind closed doors on the show and exposes the hidden natures of marriage. Do you think it illustrates an honest view of marriage or does it go too far? uh okay um you mean in general with like her and simon or just overall overall uh i think i think it portrays as honest a view as like a gossipy victorian england show can um i think ultimately their whole purpose i mean you even see it in you know, Lady Whistledown and her papers, their whole purpose is to show, is to shed light on what happens in the shadows. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I mean, that's not realistically what's happening in the average person's life. It's more like you're focusing on what's happening in the most dramatic people's lives. Um, but I do think there are certain things that are hidden um, that people who are married do struggle with that they do portray an honest view of. Um, for one, I mean, you know, Simon and Daphne struggles with his will Um that that's something that I'm sure people have struggled with, whether or not it be that exact scenario or just fertility issues or anything. Marriage in marriage, you share a lot of these like struggles and and problems with each other, but not with the world. And that's something that I think they do well. Another thing, um, and this isn't necessarily marriage, um, but particularly of the time, I forget the girl's name, but she's the one who wants to marry the youngest Bridgerton brother who's like pregnant. Mm -hmm. What's her name? I don't remember her name. She's like pregnant remember. and You're talking about the redhead? No. Or are you talking about the I'm talking about the girl who lives with Portia's family. The cousin. She's right? well, she's like she's she gets pregnant by some other lover and then she tries to marry this old guy and then tries to marry yep. Yeah. I forget her name. Um but she like that's another thing that I think really portrays the shadow of what was going on in this era of of England is that like People, Marina. Marina, that's it. Um, yeah. it. It sheds light on what women were struggling with at the time when they were pregnant before marriage. Like people were not mm-hmm. accepting of this, and so it gave them very little choice um, of what to do with it. And so she was, she felt, and I, I really didn't like the way she handled it either. But she felt very required to lie to the person that she so called wanted to love and marry. Oh, I know. So, to me, I'm not saying that's ethical at all but i'm saying what it is is it shows you the struggles of people during that time and i think this Correct. show does that but there are other things that this show is way dramatic about so it's half and half <laughs> for me <laughs> um no but i do agree because and it come it brings to mind um something that we talked about before on the podcast with like social media mm-hmm. and how we only see one side of mm-hmm. everyone's relationship on social yep. media and then something happens and we're like I thought everything was good. Like you seemed like a happy, perfect family and now you're broke. Like something's going on. Um, So I I agree. This help, this um, kind of exposes some of the things that are underlining and it makes you think about like, okay, everyone is experiencing something in their own Mm -hmm. life um, behind a closed door. Um, But I think there are pros and cons to this. Sure. It exposes the idea that every family has some underlying drama, but it, it's kind of true. Behind yeah. closed doors, things happen. Does it happen to the extent at which it plays out in the show? Not, not exactly. likely. Uh, <laughs> at least I hope not. guess it not. depends on your family, but... <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, it's been a Hollywoodified um, for our own viewing pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does present the idea that everyone has their own burdens at home that others never see. So we have to take that into account when we have conversations with people. And, yeah. Um, relationships and um, all that jazz. Yeah, you're so right. All right, next question. Lady Whistledown pens, all is fair in love and war, but some battles leave no victor, only a trail of broken hearts that makes us wonder if the price we pay is ever worth the fight. What are your thoughts here? Is love ever worth the fight? Absolutely. Love wins always. I think it's worth the fight. Sometimes it might not seem like that and you might get caught up in all the negative mm-hmm. and the pain might be too difficult to manage but it's going to be worth it in the end yep um and that's simply what i have for this question um 
I think the writing is very beautiful. Like I like I had to re-listen to some of the um, closing dialogue at the end of the episodes mm-hmm. um, because I think usually it's Lady Whistledown and she kind of like concludes and there's like bits and pieces of different relationships and yep. sort happening at the end. But so I I always had to go back and try and re-listen because what they pen for those closing. Um, remarks is quite beautiful and this one all is fair in love and war but sometimes battles leave no victor only a trail broken hearts um and it does make us wonder like is it worth it in the yeah. end like is all of this pain worth it and i will tell you that it is my friends mm-hmm. it is it is um what do you think Steph? yeah i think i think that's right I, it's difficult because some of the best and worst things let me rephrase some of the best things that we experience as human beings become that way because of the struggles we go through to get to them. So the mm-hmm. things that you know are m- worth the most for us, whether that be love, whether that be happiness, whether that be spirituality, any of these bigger things, like none of them are come to, because we're all flawed, right? So none of them are come to without struggle and battles and all of these different things and that's what makes it worth it is overcoming the fight and that's why i think this is a really good way of putting it like um some people do wonder if the price we pay is worth the fight however we're saying that it is because the price that we pay solely makes it sweeter when you do get to the thing that you've been looking Mm. for. It makes you appreciate it more. And that's what I think we see through Simon and Daphne. We see not only the crap they go through before marriage, but the crap they go through after. And eventually they come to a better understanding of who the others are. Yeah. And they get to this understanding of who each other are and like they're able to respect each other and see each other through all the the faults and um, things that they struggle with. So and, and heal and heal. Yeah, exactly. And that's the human experience, totally. So in some moments of your life, in some seasons, it may feel like um, it's not worth the fight. But ultimately, encouragement that it is worth the fight to have true love, whether that be with a significant other or a family member or or somebody who you're struggling with. It's always worth like putting the time and effort in to try and fix it or loving them from afar if that's what's needed for your health and wellness. So I think ultimately you find true love in either of those scenarios. You just have to fight to get it, you know? Mm-hmm. We see you and we love you. Sending hugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. In the symbolic reign, Daphne states, quote, you may think you are too damaged and too broken to ever allow yourself to be happy. But you can choose differently, Simon. You can choose to love me as much as I love you. End quote. So, is love all about choices? Can you choose love? Yeah, she's totally right. Like, um, that's what I love this about this show is, yeah, it's all about drama. But there's just really good nuggets of wisdom from the whole thing that do come out. And this is one of them in that I've heard it said before that you pretty much have to choose to love your person every single day. And it's true. Like, love, like true love is a freaking <laughs> choice. And, oh, my God, it's not – it's a blessing. It's a curse. But the, the most the most that it is, it's, it's, it's a choice. It's not something that um, you gain and then you're done trying. Like, oh, I've gained, you know, love. I don't have to try anymore. Love is the act of trying and choosing every day. So I think she's completely right here. Um, 
And I think that she's she's using that type of understanding to show Simon that, yeah, we're in a shit situation right now. And there's a lot that we have ahead of us that we're going to struggle with because we are two different people with two different wills. But you mm-hmm. can choose to be a better person than your dad. You can choose to love me, to give me a son, to be a father to that son and change his life. Like, that's all stuff that he can choose to do. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, I so I know I wrote this question, but I feel like it's a very broad. It is. It is question, yeah. and <laughs> I'd be telling my students to cut it back and focus it more. Yeah, Devin. <laughs> There's a lot to be said. Um, overall, yes, I think you can choose love. Um, you can choose to forgive. Sometimes it's uh, the more difficult of the choices. Presented and sometimes it's impossible, you. but. Correct. But ultimately, it'll guide you to the right path mm-hmm. and give you a much more, um, give you more peace in a sense. Um, that being said, I don't think you can just choose to love someone or to not love someone. Yeah. Yeah. Now I understand um, your perspective on it. I was coming from yeah. a different angle, but that makes sense. No. And I, I totally agree with what you said as well. Like you, every day you have to choose to love someone. Um, it's not always going to just, but you can't happen. just you opt in. You have to have the feeling. Correct. Yeah, yeah you ha- exactly. Um, love isn't something you can just choose willy nilly. Um, it's not like you can just choose. Yeah. I'm going to have chocolate versus vanilla today. Um, <laughs> you have to, it's something that's created. It's not forced. It's not chosen. You just, it, it it's there or it's not. <laughs> You're right. And that, that makes a lot of sense because I think a lot of people, I mean, I would say, I would argue that you could make life work with a lot of people, but you can't truly love every single one of them. And you can't just say, I'm going to love this person. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can choose to act on love for other people. Um, for sure. Okay. So let's chat about Anthony real quick because he's going to be our next season's hero. Uh, in this, in his final scene, he seems to have given up on finding love when he states, I have finally determined the difficulty love itself, removing it from all romantic relations shall make me all the better for it. No more distractions from responsibility or being waylaid from the sensible path. Can you blame him for what happened with Sienna? Oh man. It was one of the worst scenes of my life. I really can't blame the guy. He's had it rough. Um however, he did have plenty of opportunities to be with her and he chose to stay true to his family and societal duties. So, I'm conflicted. Um I'm glad that he did stay true to his family. I mean, that's what we all need to do is Yep. Um even if it's not always going to be the right thing, like you still have to follow through with your family and stay true to them. Um, but the affair was not good nope. for either of them. And I'm glad Sienna took her life into her own hands. But man. It was rough. He She could have done that better. If, oh, for sure. Because uh, he, he saying, put like, himself out there. Guy. He said, you know what? I damn what they think about us. I'm going to do this. And and some people would argue she did the sacrificial thing by saying, no, you you can't do this to yourself. But in, in reality, I think it was a little bit self-motivated, if I'm not going to lie. Like, she didn't mm-hmm. want to give up she her freedom. She wanted protection for herself. Yeah. Yep. And I get that. I totally get it. I just don't know how I feel about it. It was so terrible to see her come out and the other guys upstairs and Anthony is just crushed 
Like he's at, he's, he has his flowers. He's in the rain. I Isn't could he in the not rain? believe it. I, it. You know what? Even if he wasn't in the rain, I remember it as being in the rain because it was that kind of scene. Because <laughs> it was that kind of yes. scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm interested to see where it goes with him because I think I think it was said that the second one, the second season is going to focus more on his um, journey. Yeah. Um, Which I'm interested. So. Mm-hmm. Um. But overall, like, I think we touched on a lot of things with Daphne and Simon. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you really wanted to, like... No, I think that's really it. I think we covered it all. Okay, then let's end with our final question. Do we ship it? I do. I don't know if you do, Devin. (laughs) Oh, man. There are pro... Do you not? I I have mixed feelings, so oh I'm letting God, you. Oh my God! I'm really upset. I do. I ship them. I think they have problems. I think they don't start in the best manner possible. I think in the end, though, they come to a good conclusion and they become healthier because of the struggles they've gone through. It's definitely not like the ideal situation for no, a perfect relationship. I think that they work with what they have, and what they have is like some sort of obsessive love, and they take it to a point that's like, okay, well. We're, we're doing this to better each other. It takes a lot of work to get there, but I think ultimately that's what they come to, and that's why I ship them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still mixed. I, I That's know. allowed? You're allowed to be mixed? I, I, I don't know. Something about these two. I, like, I'm all for it in the end, um, but the, the steps that it takes There's to get there... There's a lot of problems. Just, there are a lot oh, yeah. of problems. Um. But I will say this, like, I am glad that um, she did not get pregnant that time. Um, I think it says a lot about them that they had a child later on. Yeah, chose to. Yeah. And yeah. And it was both of their choices um, and that it was we're going to heal ourselves Mm -hmm. with this um, in the moment kind of deal. so, but there are still really big red flags. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> there are. Be-doo, be-doo, be-doo. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, no, so, uh, like, I don't know. I'm still mixed. Like, I, I think they're great. I think they're a cute couple. I think they obviously have a lot going for them, but there are still some setbacks. And I don't know if they completely manage to work through them well enough. Maybe not completely either. I feel like the ending was a bit rushed for me. I'll be interested to see where they end up. Yeah, I agree. But he's not going to be in the next season, so I guess we won't really know. We'll have to read the novels and redo this episode. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think the ending was just a bit too rushed for me. Like, they they had that rain scene and, like, his choice, and then it was kind of... I think it just went to the epilogue right away. And I was like, I wish there was more to see, like... What happened. Their healing process. Well, regardless, um, regardless, there yes. are our feelings. You have them. I mean, for, for whatever. Fe- I mean, there were a lot of things we talked about. A lot of feelings in this episode. Mm-hmm. So, sorry for all that feeling vomit there. <laughs> um, but those are our general thoughts on Daphne and Simon. We want to know what you all think. Um, so, we yes. have here a comment from Jessica. Jessica says, and thank you, Jessica, for this perspective, because I need it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Daphne and Simon are, this is capitalized, so unhealthy. These two are just not good for each other. Daphne obviously does not respect Simon's wishes, and Simon just has some weird stuff going on about him, as well as just not being a right fit for someone who wants to be a mother. I think the show is mm-hmm. absolutely amazing, but they should have gotten divorced. 
That's Ooh. a really interesting perspective. I don't know if I agree that far. I don't know, but Jessica seems to think so. So thank you, okay. Jessica, for your perspective. Devin's a little unsettled by it. Yeah, thank you so it. much. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Should they have gone? I don't think. After that? I, I want, After that? I'm glad that they worked through it and that they are moving forward from yeah. this. So I don't. Hmm. I don't know. But you're right. They, 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 had problems. they are very unhealthy mm-hmm. for each other in some um circumstances yeah. but anyways moving on thank you so much for writing it in um we just love hearing from you all and engaging with you so if you'd like to send a comment in or join us for an episode please email us at we ship it podcast at gmail.com or find us on social media um dm us comment on one of our posts yeah. we don't care how you do it we just want to talk to you Heck yeah Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, and before we end, Devin, tell the people who we are talking about next. Can do. So next week, we are going to be talking about Jamie and Tea Cake from their Eyes Were Watching God. So I actually had the opportunity to teach this. Mm. Um, I don't. I think I only taught it once, but a couple years ago. And I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was a very um, eye-opening um relationship because i mean we talked about this in in our high school yeah we did our senior year our all of our texts had very unhealthy poor relationships they did we read weathering heights i remember that shipping um, news fellow the shipping like yeah there was a lot of just unhealthy relationships and i was glad that when i taught this i was giving my students like a good relationship to look at yeah honestly <laughs> so we're gonna talk more about them next week for sure yeah all right cool so excited all right everyone thank you for listening we love you all and remember all is fair and love and warm or is it see you next time <laughs> bye guys bye